0: Welcome to the Metal Hammer Podcast, episode 10. I am Mo, I'm here with Elle.
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: And the reason there's a pause there is because Luke's back. Hello, Luke. I am back. How are you doing? I'm very well. I, do, I barely know you anymore. You've been <laughs> three weeks, having the loveliest adventure across the planet.
2: Yeah, it was a lovely, lovely time, but obviously I'd, I'd trade it all in to be here for the podcast. Yeah, would yeah, you fuck? I'm back. Yeah, if
1: right, if that was true, you would have been there last week.
0: Yeah, Luke. (laughs) What else? (laughs) Uh, It's been a busy, busy week. We've got a lot to rattle through. Don't forget that uh, Golden Gods Voting is still open as we speak. Very, very close in some of the categories at the moment. I'm not just saying that to push more voting. It is legit uh, going to be uh, a real contest. Heading into the awards themselves on June 11th at the Indigo. Uh, we've got Jamie Jaster hosting, of course, and we will be announcing some absolutely killer names that will be playing very, very soon. It's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be ridiculous. Uh, keep an eye on, t- <laughs> on uh, <laughs> melthammer.com for our uh, ticket info. We will be releasing all that information very, very soon. And, of course, the current issue of Hammer is on sale as well. You've got two <laughs> options for the cover this month you can either pick up the uh, the metal hammer tour cover featuring trivium code orange power trip and venom prison for absolutely killer bands or you can pop along to tesco and get the special uh iron maiden seventh son of a seventh son 30th anniversary issue it's 30 years old today, years old as, today. We this. as we record this on wednesday 30th anniversary happy birthday to uh, what in my opinion is the greatest maiden album ever so it's hard to disagree That's
2: thank you why bad.
1: aren't we having cake
0: yeah Maiden, <laughs> send <laughs> well, us send cake, us <laughs> fuck's sake. Uh, Elle, you went to Rollo to Massey this past week, how was that?
1: Oh, amazing. Yeah, they played The Garage, which is a venue in London, and um, they came on and uh, opened it with new material, and the basically just aftermath into rituals sounded incredible. Wow. Just that kind of spacey vibe, going into sort of dark, twisted chords, and then a lot of noise it was just really good and um, I think Roll It To one of those bands that always play good shows and I wish they'd get a bit more They've got a lot of recognition, but I wish they, we could get them into bigger venues. You know, I wish more yeah, more totally. people could k- sort of come to them and see how good they are. Because I mean, the, the numbers, on the,
0: the streaming for the new album and stuff like that have been the best they've ever had. So hopefully yeah. there is a, a, a breakthrough. I mean, sounds silly to be saying that about a band ten years no, in. No, ten years in. Yeah. Hopefully there's a, there's a there is a kind of movement for them at the moment.
1: And I think if any record is going to get more people in the door, hopefully it's the new one because it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's um, their best one. Yeah. and it has has a lot of peaks and troughs and the thing about them as well is just you sort of feel it in your body you know, you feel the music actually inside um, and the way even moves is kind of, you know sort of similar thing you can tell that she feels it too and um, I think they were just really chuffed to be there at the weekend the reception was really good so just hoping they get to some bigger venues Awesome I think
0: Absolutely backed and don't forget they are in fact nominated uh, in the Best British Brand category in the Metal Hammer of Gold Gods Awards so you can vote for them go do it right now if you like that band which you definitely should uh, Shit tons of stuff happening in the metal world this week uh, Ghost have finally started to unveil some shit that's going to be going into their, their next album um, What were we saying about Cardinal Kapia? Copia? Copia? copia, copia, copia. I, can't, I, made, I tried like to make it sound more Latin, but copia,
1: <laughs> copia as in cornucopia, oh, I
0: don't or know.
1: copia as in I don't know. Let's just call him the Cardinal. Yeah. What do we think
0: of him? Yeah. <laughs> Big cardinal. Card. What do we think of this uh, drastic departure for, for a ghost frontman? Really? No, no. I mean, we've got Papa Neil kind of hanging out in the background there, like the older dude overseeing everything in the videos and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, know, he this looks, guy, this guy is not a Papa Emeritus. He
2: looks like a more of a minion type character than the sort of grand overlord that I thought he meant the the cartoon not the despicable me (laughs) uh, minion but um, I don't know I think he looks cool I don't, know, I don't understand where they're going with it it's it seems to sort of have a confusing. sense of humour
1: though which is cool like in the clip when Papa Nil's a bit like oh don't really know about that and the Cardinal like you said is sort of a bit like a minion but also sort of seems to have a bit of a sense of humour mm-hmm. which would be cool
0: interesting and uh, yeah it sounds like there's a, a new single or something similar just about to drop
2: yeah it's 30 second clip of the song Rats is... Rats Rats <laughs> As for the
0: I was, <laughs> just as
2: good. Just, as good <laughs> just, that was. just joking. Sure. Um, yeah, has appeared, appeared on the internet, and it's hard to, you know, make much of a thirty-second clip. But yeah, I'm excited. Ghost I'm, is going to be ghost. I'm I excited. It's be great.
0: Like one of the only bands left that have a genuine air of mystique about them, and yeah. Uh, if you like what you hear, when that new music finally drops, you're going to be wanting to pay very, very close attention to MetalHammer.com over the coming uh, couple of weeks. That's all I'll say on that for now. <laughs> what else is going on? Something else that you're very excited about, I imagine, Luke? Well, the new Slipknot
2: album is, you know, taking shape. Corey Taylor has said that the lyrics are nearly finished for the new Slipknot album. Come on. Come on. I like you said they told a billboard... Um, the you mean billboards did I say the Billboard?
0: you <laughs> said he told a billboard <laughs> it's like, Just went up to a not billboard. US not US music site Billboard just went up and started <laughs> shouting, <at laughs> it. shouting
2: it. as I said the guys are writing tons of music and I've written lyrics to almost all of it and we're going to start trying to put together demos here and there with the time off that I have And really try to get ahead of the curve as far as what happens next.
1: This was a story a few weeks back, though, wasn't it? That he was writing. So it's this new story that he's finished writing. Yeah, basically So it's like an update. And they're
2: going to try and put the album out next year. Wow, awesome. What
1: are they going to write about, Luke?
2: I don't know. Shit that's happened. I don't know. You know, the the last one obviously had a lot of connotations with built into it with obviously Paul's death and things. But I don't imagine a lot has happened since then to write about but I can't imagine they're all Corey happy. Taylor is not a
0: man that uh, you know is short of words uh, t- <laughs> no, no exactly he
2: has an opinion or two uh, okay. yeah and it's, Clown's probably not happy <laughs>
0: <laughs> he rarely is he's doing a, he's doing a lot of stuff on Instagram isn't he at the moment he's just kind of putting some interesting stuff out there I, oh, I don't know this. if uh, if it's connected to Slipknot probably not if they're still this far off actually getting in the studio together but he's definitely I don't know I get the feeling he's got kind of a uh, What's the phrase? Itchy feet? No. Itchy feet's a thing. Itchy feet, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's wanting to do something. He's though. wanting to do something. Yeah. Good. The way you looked at me <laughs> then, I was like, oh, I said something stupid. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, he's like, it looks like he's kind of uh, getting a bit restless and starting to put some um, conceptual ideas together.
2: That's, I think yeah, because Clown did, uh, what's his name, Officer Down, uh, is like the yeah, last yeah, big artistic yeah, yeah. thing he's done. But he's not really had like in the same way that Corey's got Stone Style, You've not seen Clown do anything as musically. Output. no not on that level since, since no. the I'm last I'm sure out. in
1: the last time a cover feature Clown was saying he wanted to move forward and do it now and Corey was saying he wanted to take time out so I think there's mm. long been a conflict hasn't mm. there mm. in mm. that respect
0: interesting well we will have to wait and see what the hell else was going on
1: well System of a Down teased some dates and then announced they are playing is it three or four dates I think a
0: few more than that now is, uh, is it yeah. a bit are of a handful on, uh, on the west coast I
1: think it is isn't it okay yeah U- US that. dates they're playing so they're making a big deal about that on Twitter yeah let so down who knows? <laughs> yeah I yeah. think a lot of people <laughs> thought it was going to be new music they hashtag you know, System
0: of a Down 2018 on that first post now I don't care if that technically is 2018 stuff that they're doing you do not do that if you don't have new music
1: it's a big build up for a tour wasn't it Given it's, it's their not tour, even a tour know.
0: it's literally the let's get festivals. some more money so we don't have to get in a studio to together dates
1: they're I was, imagine they're all festivals right
2: uh, no they have announced they're headlining aftershock and then they've announced an old dayer with Incubus and Paul Bearer and Clutch and a few others and then like two other dates with At The Drive-In and Skeleton Witch which is a re- oh, no. an odd bill that's an odd
0: bill but a cool bill I do like Skeleton Witch yeah. see At The Drive-In uh, speak for themselves
2: so. but yeah like we say about the hashtags they put what was it hashtag system down to 18 then hashtag let's do this you're sort of like yeah. oh what's it going to be it. oh it's a gig in California so I wicked. mean wicked like
0: <laughs> yeah. when you look at where they've gone since the initial, I guess, reunion, around the time they played Reading in 2014, I think it was, or 13 maybe, the yeah, one Eminem and Green Day played that mental line-up they had oh, yeah, years yeah. ago. Um, they were amazing that year, absolutely brilliant, one of the best bands of the weekend. They then came back, I think, the following year and did Wembley Arena and played another amazing gig. Everyone was raving about it. Was that the one they did, like, 30 songs? Was that the, Arme- yeah, yeah, the yeah. Armenian? Yeah, the Armenian justice thing, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that was uh, amazing actually I think
2: we went to that didn't
0: we? Yeah Euro Exactly yeah, It was amazing And at that point it was like System of down and back Like we are ready for new music Come on This has got to be the time We get a new it album It felt out really now.
1: exciting didn't it Exactly it
0: one. Um, But since then The last time they headlined Download Which was Was it last year?
1: Last mm. year wasn't it?
0: Yes. What's, yeah what's it year? was last year Last year, year. Yeah. I mean When you're a band That is that tight Musically And has that many great songs. It's hard to not enjoy a live show, but I did feel like it was lacking enough to make me go, I'm not convinced these guys really want to be here. And I don't know if I really want... I don't know what I want out of Sister of Dan anymore, basically. I don't want, I don't know if I want a new album. Do you want a new Sister of Dan album? I do. I do, Yeah? Yeah.
1: 'Cause it could be amazing. Like, I'd rather have something than nothing. If they put out really? an album and I don't like it, then I don't like it. But they might put one out that I think's amazing.
0: Don't you bring that sensible line of thought into this? <laughs> well that you know. is my line of thought
1: and if you don't <laughs> like it then you suck it up. Oh,
0: I don't have to listen to things I don't want. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you're right, rather, you're right. You're know, all right. Because
1: what's you know, what's the worst that can happen? And if They've
0: tarnished their legacy, that's what. They've never put out a bad album and it would break my heart if they all just I go through the no, motions and shit, you know? I think it's when
1: you said I never put out a bad album. Like, I was not very into Steal, this album. That was a B-side album, though. Yeah, but it was still an album. And I thought... And it's still slammed. Hypnotise was a bit weak. Oh, I love Hypnotise. No, I might not. Mesmerise was better. Yeah,
0: I like... Which one was the first one? Mesmerise was the first one. I like them both the same. I think the, the, the songs... The standout songs on Mesmerise are better, but I think some of the melodies on like Lonely Mountain and some of those songs are just uh, the best melodies like the vocal melodies between Serge and Darren are the mm. best thing the best they've ever sounded.
1: So if you really like the last album they did, why wouldn't you want one now? Because
0: that was 13, 13 years, ago. years ago and I've seen System probably four times since then and I've seen them be gen- I wasn't at the Wembley show but um, I've seen them be genuinely brilliant once in all that time and every other time I've been a bit like going through the motions
1: I don't know how yeah. their writing process works I mean Serge has done rumor of, of
0: Serge is the one that doesn't want to do stuff that's well, what he, he's done to like me.
1: loads of solo albums and he can obviously write Songs When they do system songs, I don't know who the main songwriter is, whether they all do it or... Uh,
0: well, I think it's a fairly collaborative effort, but obviously Darren's the one that's smashing out the riffs for everything. And from what... I mean, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure whenever they've properly talked about it, it's generally been a case of most of them are up for it, surge Serge isn't quite so keen, I think. Mm. I might be wrong about that, but I don't know. I don't think you
2: can judge whether you want a new album or not based on how good they are live though really there's a lot of metal bands I've seen lately who've been pretty shocking live but their latest album's been great Like I've like I, I not seen Mastodon be good in quite a while
0: that's different though that's a band who have always been up and down live in a suited to certain environments yeah, yeah, so I'm true. talking about a band who don't want to be doing this anymore, you're and they're doing about, it just to make money and tick boxes. You're That's thinking what about I'm like a more.
1: chemistry thing, like a lack of chemistry, almost, yeah. because they could still get mechanically into a room, yeah. and they're still talented and capable of writing something. But you think kind of if the vibe isn't there, if the intent isn't there, if the chemistry isn't there. Yeah, it's not exactly. going to
0: come out very I don't much. want I, I just don't want a system of a down on no autopilot putting out a 6 out of 10 album with an alright catchy song on it and a lot of filler it's just that would be a heartbreaker for me because to me they're one of the greatest metal bands of all time
2: but I don't think they want to do that either though they're a very credible band and what, everything they do has been what they want to do I don't think they're a band that ever just going to do anything for the money like uh, admittedly they you know they headline it down and look like Three of the four of them looked like they didn't really want to be there. God Sh- bless Charvo, Charvo, Charvo wants design. that album,
0: man. Yeah. <laughs> He's ready.
2: Yeah. He's ready. But, but yeah, I can't see them uh, you know, just going, oh, we've got to go into the studio and write 10 songs because we have to. I can't see them ever doing that. They'd not. only do it if the timing was right.
0: And, and actually, when we were talking about this earlier, one thing that did come to mind is that I thought that the I can't remember if it was the rest of the band or if it was just Darren, but um, the song they did with Linkin Park. Or with Chester that came on that Lincoln Park album, mm. uh, Rebellion. That is a massive song. And I think if that had had surge over it as well, no disrespect for Chester, one of the greatest vocalists of all time, but as it's a system vibe, yeah. Um, yeah. if that had, had surge over it as well, I think it would have been an even better song. So there, there is evidence out there in the last few years that they could still do it. And fucking hell, man, literally one of my favourite bands. I would like nothing more than to have my face rubbed in it by yeah, yeah brilliant system of a down If Dan they album.
1: wrote an album and you came into work and it was in a sealed envelope on your desk, you're going to open the envelope and listen to it, are Well, yeah, you? I would
0: just, no, check it out the window. <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: yeah, it's better to have something than nothing.
0: No, of, yeah, well, I don't know. I'm one of those picky little twats.
2: No, I'd rather not have a bad album, obviously, but...
0: To compare this to movies, I'd rather Batman vs Superman had never been made than what we got. And this is the Batman versus Superman of post-new metal. Fuck hell. Wow, stick okay. that on the, of the album. <laughs>
1: yeah. right, I'm not sure where to go now. That's
0: what I'm getting at. I don't know. I'm just, I just, I'm being too protective. I suppose you're quite right. If they want to do it, they should do it. But you still but, uh, but, all I mean, the uh, other but
1: stuff. If okay. they don't want to do it, why yeah, haven't they done go it? Watch yet? all your other Batman films. Yeah, true. So the thing is, why haven't they done it yet? Then
2: I don't think they do I want know. to do it. Like, there's, there's no reason. There's nothing to stop them doing it. Like it's been 13 years, which is a long, long time to yeah. not put out an album. Maybe they just don't want to. Maybe that they, they like which is it. fine. Which is which is fine. Yeah, but they are. They know everyone wants one. They must know how much everyone wants one. I think, except uh, for you.
0: No, it's <laughs> not that I don't want one. It's that I was gagging for one when they came back five years ago or whatever it was, and blew everyone away but yeah and they were talking about it they, then they were on such good form then why do you not bottle that and get it into a studio what's what's made them decide get, you know because even five years is a long time and that was since we were all saying they're back let's get an album out of them
2: when they were saying that they I think there were quotes at the time of them saying that we're, they're working on new stuff they want to work on yeah. new stuff I was
0: convinced we were getting it last year when they did that tour I was like there's no way, there's no way they're just going to come to download and do all that again without, without new music and they did yeah so there you go we'll see anyway please do come back and do a good album that's what that's what everyone wants (laughs) new album and tour please absolutely there is a new Bruce Dickinson documentary coming out Screen for Me Sarajevo is in select cinemas on April 17th it's an amazing period in his life that it uh, kind of follows and documents that anyone that's read his really really cool autobiography that dropped last year yeah Yeah. last year that wasn't it god where's the time going Uh, 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 what does that button do that came out last year kind of um, uh, ran over this and it's about the time that uh, Bruce and his solo band at the time during his time away from Iron Maiden ended up playing in an actual literal war zone Uh, it looks like an absolutely fascinating piece of film as I say it's out in select cinemas on April 17th and we got Iron Maiden mega fan and the Metal Hammer legend Dom Lawson to give us a special lowdown of the movie and what it's all about we're going to throw to that right now
3: hello it's Dom Lawson here from Metal Hammer magazine uh, just uh, checking in to tell you about the, uh, the new film Scream for Me, Sarajevo, which we're, uh, I'm currently standing in the foyer of View in Leicester Square, which is a modern thing they have nowadays. Um, and the film is basically about a gig that Bruce Dickinson performed in, in uh, the centre of Sarajevo in 1994, at the height of the, uh, the conflict between well, whoever it was between. It's very complicated. I'm, it's a long time ago. <laughs> well, basically, uh, Sarajevo was under siege, and somehow Bruce managed to get into the city and perform a show with his then solo band. A um, couple of years before the Skunk Works album, and anyway, this film tells the story of of Bruce uh, and how they managed to play the gig. But more importantly, it tells the story of the people of Sarajevo and the metalheads of Sarajevo, um, and and I guess how music became an important part of their lives during the most hideous and mind blowingly awful period in their city's history and um, I've seen the film and it's incredibly powerful to be honest, it's uh, I don't know, it's, it's, quite, it's quite traumatic really and I think it, it's, uh, it shows you a lot about what it's like to be uh, an ordinary person in a supposedly developed part of the world and yet having to exist in the most un- intolerable conditions um, and it's also a film about how important music is to people and the power of dare I say it, the power of heavy metal to make people feel better about their lives when they're, you know, literally staring down the barrel of a gun on, on a daily basis. Uh, so if you're a fan of Iron Maiden, um, which obviously you are, because that would be weird if you weren't, um, or a fan of Bruce Dickinson's solo stuff, which is used heavily in the film as a soundtrack, uh, and even if you're just uh, a human being, I suggest that you uh, check this film out, because it's... Uh, I don't know, I think it's one of the most important music based documentary stroke movies I've seen ever really because it says so much about the importance of music and the importance of freedom and how we shouldn't take our freedom in the West for granted and the fact that we can ponce around being heavy metal people without any repercussions other than you know people saying get your hair cut hippie and shit like that. Um, So yeah, I recommend it to you highly. And Luke's looking at me now so I think I'm waffling. So I'll go away, goodbye sounds pretty good doesn't it
0: yeah yeah, I'm in <laughs>
2: yeah. well Will and I are going to go see it tonight actually uh, there's, a, there's a fancy little screening this evening hell yes for, for sport journalists like us to, <laughs> to go and
0: watch you can hear more about that and uh, what we make of it next week on this very very podcast uh, we're going to move on to a new feature now where we uh, we take a new band that is featured in each issue of Metal Hammer and talk a little bit about them and why we've decided to put them in the issue, all about promoting new music here on the Metal Hammer podcast and in the magazine. And this month we're going to talk about Louise Lamotte, who we've been playing a shit ton of in the office, haven't we?
1: Oh, so much. Yeah. So much.
0: Kind of the, the new face of death gospel, as, uh, as it has been called. Uh, she's a Swedish singer-songwriter Very much in the vein of Chelsea Wolfe Anna Von House Merkir That kind of really eerie, uh, witchy kind of vibe going on with her uh, She went and recorded her debut album Which is called Purge With Randall Dunn Who uh, recorded with the likes of Sun and Earth um, And it's just an absolutely haunting, beautiful piece of work, isn't it?
1: It's really dark, but it totally chills me out well, it just totally chills me out when I put it on. Just mm. kind of gets me into what well, Jonathan Seltzer would say is probably a hypnotic state or something it is. similar <laughs> it like is. that. Transcendent Transcendent? It Transcendent. Is. Transcendent hypnotic states.
0: very much carries you to another plane of existence it does
1: yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> absolutely yeah um we have a really interesting interview with her in the current issue of hammer written by natasha Schaff, which is very very cool um and it, she talks about how she went and recorded this record in what she de- genuinely believed was a haunted cabin in the woods uh so you can take that as you will Um, but it uh, it created a lot of strange atmospherics that really bred themselves into the record which for my money is one of the best debut albums of 2018 so far it's an absolute stormer so go check out Purge it's out right now uh, on Spotify and various other physical formats and then pick up the new issue to read more about Louise Lemon she's really really cool and we think she's going to be a big name in that scene for sure now what have the wonderful people of the Metal Hammer Facebook group Metal Hammer readers' Facebook group. I should clarify. I've been asking an important, (laughs) important distinction there. Well, Craig Huntley has asked.
2: It's quite a good question. This: uh, what band, which Metal Hammer have championed or put on the cover, have never reached their full potential/slash crossed over into the mainstream, in your opinion?
0: Uh, There's one answer that came straight to mind for me, um, and uh, that is Upon a Burning Body, who I think uh, one of. Um, if, I, if someone asked me what's the most unfortunate kind of career trajectory we've had Out of a lot of the bands we've really pushed at Hammer I'll probably go straight to them uh, On the original Matt Hammer podcast We were behind them in such a massive way uh, We nominated them for a Golden God We actually had them on a cover alongside of Mice and Men and While She Sleeps um, Two bands that have kind of gone on to do great things on various levels since then uh, And I genuinely believe that they were one of the most exciting um, young bands in the game at the time I still think they're a fantastic band I've liked pretty much everything they've done uh, but when they released um, Red, White and Green uh, which was a, the second album that came out, out in around 2012 I want to say they were one of the best live bands going I remember them absolutely obliterating Shepherds Bush Empire on tour with Trivium they did an amazing set of Slam Dunk and uh, I think they played Download one year as well um, and I genuinely thought that they were a band with all the tools to become an absolutely massive name. You know, they had the suits and stuff yeah, on stage, cool. which was very gimmicky, but really worked and just made them look badass. Um, and then came the kidnapping thing. Oh, yeah, I forgot mm. that. Yeah. <laughs> which, As you we were talking, I was yeah, like, you, what happened to the...
2: old?" Oh, that's yeah, what yeah. happened.
0: So if anyone isn't aware of this, uh, I mean, a uh, point of everybody, uh, kind of uh, Mexican-Texan band um, that played a, uh, a kind of A mixture of like Pantera groove metal with flashes of deathcore and all sorts of stuff. Really, really cool. So in 2014, um, ahead of the release of their album, "The World Is My Enemy," now uh, they did this publicity stunt Mm. where they posted something on Facebook saying that frontman Danny Lil had been kidnapped, and anyone with the relevant um, oh no, so I think they specifically said he he disappeared. That was it. Yeah, yeah. Said he's disappeared. Anyone with relevant information please report to local police thing. Um, now, normally when a band is going to try something like this, uh, you know, we might get a heads up about it or something like that. Yeah. Just to say, like, just so you know this is going to happen they're going to try something. You yeah, might keep always, an eye on their Facebook. Yeah, keep an eye on their Facebook, all that kind of shit. We had no idea that, uh, what the hell was going on. Um, and I messaged um, someone who had been working their PR at the time. I, mentioned, I messaged some friends of theirs. They had no idea this was going to happen at all. Um, and so everyone was really freaked about it. We actually ran a story saying, the point of front man's gone missing, blah, 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 yeah. blah. Anyway, I think within a couple of days, someone at Sumerian realised this was a terrible idea. And the whole <laughs> thing got shit-canned. They came out and talked about what it was all about. And it turns out it was a big publicity stunt because I think the first video that came off, um, The World Is My Enemy Now, had a kind of kidnap theme on it or something. Yeah, yeah, seems to remember that. Anyway, did not go down well <laughs> with uh, the metal industry. And they just kind of never really bounced back from that, I don't think. No. They, they still come over and play shows sometimes. Um, I never really think that they put the graft in outside of America like they should have anyway. Um, but, but I think when their last album, which was Straight From The Barrio, came out in 2016, I remember I was sitting in the office and I didn't know it was even out until it was already out.
2: I had no idea. Yeah, no one seemed to care about it at no. all. Like, not, not even in the office. I mean, like the, the public at large. Like, no one was talking about that. Yeah. Like, I'm well. not
1: sure people cared massively at the time before the kidnapping. I remember seeing them on stage. I can't remember who they were supporting, whether it was Trivium or someone else. And some people were just kind of laughing at them, like almost just kind of going, who are these guys? They're in suits. They've got these, like... Beatdowns, some of the lyrics. Like, I really like Straight from the Barrier, that last one. No, but I think Straight but from there's, this there's, is it, it's a great album. There's a lyric that goes, Guess how many fucks I give? Three, Four, two, none. Yeah,
0: it's an Three awesome two lyric. Nine.
1: And yeah, there are fun band. Come on,
0: we're new metal kids, we can't get, we can't get snobby saying, about that stuff.
1: I'm not saying I'm snobby about it, I'm saying they're a fun band, but I do think there are people, even before that kidnapping, that just kind of went, Who are these losers? Like, who are these people with stupid lyrics, like, being really serious about it in suits? And I think they were dismissed by quite a lot of people as a joke, to be honest.
0: Oh, they, absolutely they were. Um, and, you know, bearing in mind, they were they were a very young band anyway. They were a new band. We put them on the cover because it was a new band cover. They weren't a band that would, we thought were going to play Brixton Academy in a year, but um, not to make the comparison on where they would have gone, but I'm sure people laughed at Slipknot when they first played Ozfest. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, they absolutely had a gimmick, and I'm not saying that they shouldn't have been held up to scrutiny, but in terms of a band that... You know, they were playing bigger and bigger shows, like their their streams were doing amazing numbers, they were getting loads of fans around the world and it felt like there was it felt like there was something there that had real potential and and I don't think the potential was ever really realised. Maybe maybe it wouldn't have been anyway. You never know, do you? But I certainly don't think
1: It didn't do them any favours.
0: No, it didn't do any favours. And I don't think um they came close to even realizing it in the end. Because, at the very least, I think they should have been a band that by the time Straight from the Barrier came out, we should have all been like, yeah, a new album out, and we didn't even, didn't even know it existed. Which sucks. But for what it's worth, I still think they're an absolutely wicked band, and I thought Straight from the Barrier is really good. Mm. And I hope that they come back and do what they do. I think they've dropped the suits now as well, which is interesting. Okay. I don't think they do all that anymore. So mm. we shall see. Still a kick ass band. Hopefully, they can still kind of uh, make something magical happen down the road. Uh, el has got one do you want to talk about that
1: well for me it'd be Of Mice and Men because obviously yeah. we put them on the cover ahead of Cold World which I think personally speaking I really love Restoring Force and when I heard Pain from Cold World I thought this is going to be amazing yeah, um, I sure. do really like Cold World just kind of not as much because I think it is a little bit less heavy um, but anyway it kind of it just didn't take off as much as people thought uh, and I think there were some industry factors at play there and also obviously Austin cancelling shows and now he's left and they've done um defy and you know they're still kind of carrying on and doing their thing and that's still fine but i don't know for me personally it's never quite gone where i thought it would i think if austin had stayed and they'd kind of been able to do some more shows with him they would have got bigger and they would have got a bit more traction there whereas now they kind of seem to be at a point where they're not getting any bigger maybe they're not getting any smaller they're just kind of in the same sort of position mm.
0: I think the album um, the, the album that they just released without Austin did pretty well Yeah. Um, and I've got to say actually I did see them at Download on the main stage and it was better than I thought it was going to be without Austin yeah they, but, I they mean, can still
1: play together they've still got yeah, like the chemistry yeah. with each
0: other I mean I, I, I think that the flood is still the best thing that Weissman ever done personally I loved that album I think it still stands up as one of the best albums from that period but yeah they've not um, I guess yeah Always hard when you lose a front man at a crucial crucial point of your career, isn't it?
2: My choice, I guess, would be uh, Suicide Silence. Mm. Who, you know, you mentioned the loss of a front man, you know, obviously hindering success. Which, you know, Mitch dying obviously did, but then you can't stop me. It was wicked. Yeah. Every, everyone was on board. With Amazing that album. album. Yeah. And I saw them headline Ghost Fest. I think on that album, and everyone was going insane for it. I think the subsequent tour did really well, and then they released the last set of yeah. records and everything went bombs
1: yeah <laughs> 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 oh luke <laughs> no because no,
2: we what, we i think you were there if you were there when they had played london on that album and no one turned up
0: coco they played me. yeah no it was it was pretty sparse and i think the worst thing about all that was that the new songs actually sounded pretty cool live as well yeah i was really surprised and how much i
2: was into it like i
0: still don't think the albums it's not that it's aged badly it's just that my opinion's not changed on it no I've not listened to it in a um, long long time it was a shame because morally I really stood with them for what they did on that album they just went you know what fuck you like we're not gonna bow to preconceptions we're not gonna stick to a formula we're gonna go out and make an album that we want to make and try and experiment and you know it didn't work but I guess it remains to be seen what the long-term thing of that was? They'd be the first to admit that it—you know—they took a kick in for it.
2: Yeah, yeah, completely. Like I say, fans and industry and everyone was sort of like, "What the hell have you done?" Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just a shame. You know, I mean, I, I was—I'm I, a fan of theirs, and you know, seeing what they did when Eddie joined, it was like, "Wow, this, this band could be even bigger than before. This is yeah. going to be amazing." And yeah, and now it just feels like, "Oh, okay, you're going to have to fight quite hard Very now hard. to get back to where you were."
0: I did a, a, an interview with. Um, uh, Eddie alongside Jamie from Code Orange and uh, Ben from the Dillinger Escape Plan um, that we did in our uh, Hammer 300 last year our, big, our yeah. big kind of panel State of the Nation address um, and it was really interesting to hear what Eddie had to say about that album a year on and, and where it kind of left Suicide Silence at the time and you can still go and read that on the website right now actually. so if you go mm-hmm. look up those three names you can go see what they all had to say about it because yeah, you've got to take risks in this game and sometimes yeah, they don't, they don't uh, quite work out as people would have liked
1: Ziplang asks: Has social media screwed up the mythos of the rock star? Now that we can interact with these icons as real people. It's a great
2: question. It's a good question, and yes. <laughs> okay. yes.
1: I, think it's, I think it's mixed. Like, obviously, there's some big personalities. There's still some people who aren't on there at all. Like Avenged Sevenfold aren't on there at all. It's
2: two of them are on Twitter, but not really. And there
0: are they, they are kind of, but they're not. On it, on it, Yeah, they're not. They're not.
1: I, I don't know what M Shadows have for
0: breakfast this
2: morning, yeah. for instance. No.
1: And um, some people are on it, but just like a little bit. So there's degrees of it, really.
2: Completely. But I think in terms of people sit, hear the word rock star and they think of, you know, some would think of different things. But I think mean, you know, growing up, reading, you know, before the internet was uh, such a big thing, uh, yeah, you you have to wait a week to find out or a month before you find out what your band favorite band was up to. Mm. Uh, now you, you, I know what Nurgle is doing every day I know what Corey Taylor is doing every day I
0: think it's a mixed bag isn't it because like, if you're talking about the mystique it definitely tears down some of the mystique for sure um, but I just think it depends on the band like I said, like, in Nurgle's case it definitely does kind of dent the scariness of him for a bit, for one of the better words, as that character, yeah. when you see Adam Darsky just kind of doing yoga and whatever, and yeah, they're at the same at time. time. Like, I
2: think it's it's cool to see, but it isn't like.
0: But in his case, I think if he didn't do that, I don't like. To me, the Behemoth album that's going to come this year is one of the most important and exciting albums in metal, and I think it's going to be a landmark example of just how big an extreme metal band can get. And I don't think Behemoth would be about to hit critical mass like I feel like they are if he wasn't doing all that because he's 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 kind of placed himself in that pantheon now of like the Randy Blythe and the Corey Taylors and yeah. like he is a personality in our world and so in that case I think it's worked for him because you feel a bit more of a personal connection to him and when he's up on stage he still looks like a badass and he's you know if you ever see you Nurgle know, walk for a room like dude's a rock star like, yeah yeah completely like regardless like he just exudes it um, whereas you know we just talked about Ghost Tobias Forge who's the kind of man behind all of what goes on in Ghost World he's managed to kind of be outed as that guy, and yet there's you know we sit here we still don't have a fucking clue what's going on with Ghost. We don't. No, no, like that, completely.
2: And no. like you say about Noel, just because you know he's not you know, everything he does on you know social media is sort of you know in inverted cars on brand it's not like he's doing anything outlandish and stupid that's no, going, going to damage Behemoth in any way true yeah but, but at the same time I'm glad Lemmy didn't have an Instagram account it would have probably just ruined it a bit <laughs> <laughs> it's like another Jacko like, yeah, hey, he's just
0: live just... streaming playing the the, the <laughs> fiddle
1: machine
0: on Twitch <laughs> yeah oh,
1: yeah totally
0: mate imagine Callum Dearman asks how do you feel about in the future watching gigs through VR in your own home I'm not into that. I'm I'm really down for sitting with a live DVD or if it's a live show you're streaming, maybe with some mates and like having a beer and just enjoying watching the gig. But I don't think I'd want to have a like a headset and pretend I'm in a mush pit. Not I'm, Ready Player One, but a gig. I'm into it
1: that. in a certain set of circumstances. I'm not into it as a replacement for a gig, but I do like watching other gigs on YouTube or, you know, things that I haven't seen and to then put on a VR headset and for it to be like augmented I wouldn't be against that I played games on VR like one where you have to dispose a bomb and you've got like a VR headset on and you have to tell people outside the VR headset like well they have to tell you from a manual like which wires to cut and stuff and That's they're quite stressful it's quite stressful <laughs> but it's quite good like VR games are good fun and, I, and I've played some that make you really feel like you were there and you know so I think you can have something from that experience, but I'd still rather actually go somewhere if that's an option.
2: I think it, it all depends on the gig. Like, I, w- I wouldn't trade it for, you know, oh, I could just go down the road to watch whatever band at the Underworld, or I'll sit on my sofa. But if it's like a one-off gig that's only happening once, and obviously I can't get tickets because it'll probably be in America, I'll and someone says, oh, but you can watch it here. Like, yeah, fuck it.
0: Yeah, but they were talking about specifically VR, like a virtual, would you want to do that thing where you've got a headset on and it's like you're in the crowds. If there was They're literally... Yeah, if there was literally no
2: other way of me going, but it was, I wouldn't do it to replace
0: going like to really a gig
2: in any way.
1: But
0: it's Did right. you have to get drunk? I mean, would you jump around in your own home just going, Yeah! yeah that, that, like, that,
2: that, that, is, that is the thing,
0: isn't it? You can't really... See. That's why I'm down for the sofa kind
1: of chill out watching it kind of thing. But VR does give you a different perspective because if you watch something on your screen, you're only getting the perspective of that one camera angle. If you have VR, you look up you look side to side, that world is there. So it is different and I'd be into that instead of just watching a flat thing.
2: And you won't get someone tall standing in front of you. Are you
0: looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> that that no, 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 no Sorry that for my superior genetics. Fuck I you. I that as
1: part of, the, uh, part of the experience.
0: That wasn't aimed at you. That was but just in general. You looked right at me when you said it. Oh, man, justice for lanks. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, do you want to take the next question? Justice for lanks. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Manandedia
2: asks, uh, Metal Hammer recently covered the metal scenes in the Caribbean. Is there a plan to look at other geographies hitherto unnoticed for their metal culture? Eleanor knows.
1: Yes, there is. Well, we're always looking at other scenes to cover from around the world, so let us know where you want us to go. Absolutely. Uh, But there is a documentary coming out towards the end of the year called Heavy Metal in Latin America, which is something we've already um, previewed briefly on the site. And it's going to look at Mexico, Chile, Argentina and Peru and all different kinds of metal that's going on there and how it intersects with the country's politics and who is doing what who the key players are in the scene that kind of thing so it's going to be a really interesting one
0: wow yeah absolutely very very proud to rep for metal across the world and we will never never ever stop doing that so wherever you're listening from uh, we got your back and as I said come on to the Mount Hammer Readers Facebook group and tell us what, what places you'd like to hear more from because we will get people out there and we will tell you all about
1: it in fact go to the Facebook and check out Heavy Metal in Latin America because there is a documentary page and there's all kinds of stuff that will be going up there to keep you updated sweet Michael Guy Perry asks as it stands I'm going solo to 2000 Trees this year so I've decided to volunteer that way I won't be totally Billy No Mates plus it helps the festival out have any of you guys been to a festival alone and how did you find it? Uh,
0: I have been to a festival alone before. I've been to, uh, well, I've been to tons of gigs by myself and I actually went to uh, Glastonbury last year by myself. Um, I, had, I had some friends and family that were around that I could go and meet up with, but I was camped by myself, spent a lot of time kind of wandering around and I thought it was really cool. And I think, you know, uh, if you're at a festival, you are not going to be short of people who share some common interests that will want to hang out with you. So if you see Michael Perry at 2,000 Trees, give him a little give him a little pat on the head and take him for a beer. <laughs> <laughs> and he's volunteering, yeah. He's, he's, yeah,
2: he's doing that's a good really thing. cool. That's you really know. cool. So, yeah, like you say, I've never, been to, I've never been to a festival by myself. I've been to tons of gigs by myself, which yeah, I've got no problem with. My first ever download, I remember spending most of the Saturday by myself because Big Moss what,
0: what did you do on the Friday? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I,
2: I think everyone who are watching now, I think it was like... Blood Simple or someone on the main stage, and then fucking hell. Uh, and basically, basically mosh, mosh pit opened, closed again. And you look around and you go, "Oh, I've lost all my friends." Yeah, wicked. And this and this was before you could just. Contact people, yeah, and there's no phone signal anywhere. So basically, I had to spend the next eight hours ab- by myself, just like okay, fine, I guess I'll find them after Metallica.
0: <laughs> you just reminded me, I did the exact same thing at Download 2006. Yeah, that's uh, the
2: exact same one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: did, uh, because I lost people during um, Event Sevenfold because they yeah, came on and smashed everyone, um, and I got uh, my mobile was in my mate's backpack. So, I didn't see them again until about 1 am.
2: And I still had a great time. Yeah, so. exactly. I remember talking to people, just wandering around. I did my first big crowd surf during Avenge by myself. It's like, come on, let's have a lovely time. Amazing. It was good. But yeah, there's no put you know, if you're at a festival with loads of other people, you will find people to talk to people and You've always drink got with. friends
0: in metal. Exactly. Always. Uh, that is it for this week's show lovely to have you back Morton oh, uh, <laughs> on next week's show we will be reviewing that aforementioned Bruce Dickinson documentary uh, we will also be reviewing Epica I'm going along to see Epica along with Mercure and Oceans of Slumber that's a hell of a good, good. Gig. Oh, you're coming to that time, I'm you? too, yeah. that's going to be good Luke's going to see Winterfellith to get him some British black metal in a church in a, in a freaking church. church and we're all going to Andrew WK at the forum that's, well, going, I can't to wait. that's going to be subtle so I'm so great. excited it's going to be great so we'll be reviewing all of that that next week uh, don't forget that the Metal Hammer tour kicks off in the UK next week uh, we already talked about the bands on the cover Trivium, Code Orange, Power Trip and Venom Prison um, at least a couple of dates have sold out and I think Manchester sold out one other has as well so yep. if you're around and you're thinking of going get on tickets now because they are selling uh, it's not a line that is literally what is happening we will see you all next week don't forget to please rate and subscribe to us on iTunes so we can get up the charts And yeah, have a good time everyone. Stay metal and all of that.